Hello and welcome to the Let's Talk Azure podcast with your host, Sam Foot And Alan Armstrong. If you're new here, we're a pair of Azure and Office 365 focused IT security professionals. Each episode, we talk about a specific topic in this space. This week, it's episode two of season two. We're going to have a chat around Microsoft Entra, Microsoft's family of tools for modern identity and access management. There's a lot to cover, so strap on in for a wild identity ride. Hey, Alan, how are you doing? I'm doing good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, thank you. I'm glad we're back into the swing of podcast recording. So, yeah, very positive. Uh, very good day. Yeah, it's good to get back into it. Cool. So, let's um, let's have a chat around Microsoft Entra. Um, so, I'm going to be... I'm going to ask questions to Alan today. Alan is going to be our subject matter expert. If you're new here... Our format is that one of us takes on the role of the subject matter expert and the other asks them questions around the chosen subject, uh, topic subject. What this means is, is you get a viewpoint from both sides of the fence. We have a, quote, non-technical stakeholder asking questions to a subject matter expert, again, in inverted <laughs> quotes, because some of these technologies can be uh, new. And what this what this means is that we can have uh, great discussions around the technology, but not just the actual technology itself, but its value and its impact to the business, which ultimately is what is important to drive the adoption of these tools. So, Microsoft Entra, Alan, what is it? And that's probably a pretty big <laughs> question for this one. Yes. So probably a month ago now. Um... So beginning of 2022, um, Microsoft announced Microsoft Entra. So this was a group of products, um, some of them that they already have and some new acquisition um, products um, being put under the, the product umbrella Microsoft Entra. So this included Microsoft Azure Active Directory, as we all know, and probably use it day in, day out to access our Office 365. Um, included a new product, um, permissions management, and um, verified identities, um, which was an, a previous pro part of Azure Active Directory, but they've brought out as a separate product now. Okay, so are we, we're, we're talking about a, so a cohesive family of products in one area now that is focused on identity and access management. Is is that right? Is that the main the main benefit of this this new grouping, I'll say, of, of technology? Yeah, so I think it's moving um separating the identity piece from from Azure, from 365, and putting it into a central place where you can easily manage your cloud identity being wherever it is, you know, within you know, the Microsoft cloud identity at least anyway. So so do you, do you think previously it was slightly confusing to have Azure Active Directory actually being in portal, like the Azure portal, and also having like Office 365 administration on the Office 365 side, which effectively was just a more simplified view of Active Directory? Yeah, so I think with the the bringing of of yeah the 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 coming of the the Office 365 world, you know, it's it coming into 
you know, into people's organizations. Um, you didn't really see as your AD, really. It was just a, a, you synchronized you know, your on-premise identity into Office 365, and then you could still sign in with the same credentials kind of thing. So you didn't really see as your AD at that point. And then it's kind of morphed into Azure, you know, helping manage that environment as well. And then obviously Azure AD has then evolved you know, you know, dramatically over the last three, four, five years now. And we're now at the point where, you know, it can be a, a, a solid cloud identity that can be secured, that can communicate with, you know, can um, bring single sign-on into other applications in SaaS on-premise and and secure you know secure your access and MFA and and that so it's definitely evolved and I think I think you're right the it's kind of been you know it lived in Office three six five a little bit and it got the simplified um, view of it um, and then it kind of moved in it, it, it you've seen it in Azure AD and all the the more advanced stuff turned up in there but going on the basis of you know Microsoft um, products sometimes aren't now just Microsoft, um, as we've seen with some of the rebranding of the other products, it kind of feels like it's not Azure AD, it is Azure AD at the moment, but it's Microsoft Azure AD now. So they're kind of pulling it out and saying, you know, this, uh, this is a suite of products that can go across multiple you know, technologies and, and environments kind of thing. I think that's where they're going with it to show that they're not, you know, it's not just if you, you know, use Azure AD on Azure or Office 365. Yeah. So. Uh- um, do you think it's also to um, simplify sort of the thought process for a potential buyer? It, they could, if if there's if they want to, if they want to use, let's let's call it Microsoft, right? As a you know, as a bucket for the moment, because there's lots of names and technology. If somebody wants to use Microsoft technology for identity and access management before you had to go through that process of, well, it's called Azure Active Directory, right? And that, you know, and it's, so do I need to adopt Azure for my product platform? It's Office 365. So do I need Office 365 and, and all of that sort of stuff? So, you know, so, so the perception could have been maybe before that you had to adopt Azure and Office 365 in order to get identity and access management with Azure AD, let's say, right? But, but now with Entra, is it its own standalone group of products in its own you know could could a organization like you know uh, run it standalone now without anything else around yeah it? so i think yeah so i think it will give the the impression of that like you said it's separating it from a from a product naming perspective um like you said you could run it on its own before but you're unsure because you know you may have had you know it may have felt like you need azure you need to have office 365 to set it up you know, it depends on the you know type of organization, their you know their skills, things like that. Because you know, three six five environments can be spun up without you know a real technical background, um, and they can use the the simplified, the more user friendly interface to to Azure AD to do the you know create accounts, create mailboxes, etc. So, I think this is trying to make everything one bring it into its own product suite. So that, like you said, you can just buy Entra, Microsoft Entra, or you've also, it's simplifying, potentially simplifying that interface so that 
the the other security suites that are part of Azure AD, the the premiums and the P ones and the P twos, gives the ability for um, less um, hardcore Microsoft um, engineers and things like that to have to manage it, make it you know make it simpler for the standard. Well, not let's say standard use, but you know what I mean around that. Yeah, maybe cater for the masses, yeah. right? You know, like, um, and also make it more approachable for uh, organizations of varying mm-hmm. sizes, right? Because, you know, um, smaller organizations now in the future might not be smaller organizations, you know. So having, you know, a, a more approachable way to handle identity and access management can be a, a great benefit and and might also dissuade them from mo- looking at other, like, standalone products for identity access management right you know because you might be looking to the market and you might say okay i I need an identity access management solution so you naturally think i don't want to take on office 365 and azure and and all of that sort of you know and and everything you know so you go to a third party solution because you think it's gonna it's going to be more simplistic for your organization um and yeah, and, and going through that thought yeah, process. Yeah, yeah, and the, there's probably a, a bit of a uh, not stigma, but thinking about the on-premise Active Directory and how complex that can be, and then it's just called Azure, so it's it's Active Directory in the cloud. So that means it's got to be you know really complex. It takes a whole team to look after it and things like that. When there's you know in in large organizations, yes, you probably do need you will need a team to look after it. Cause it you know depending on the users but for a small organization to spin up you know active directory just to manage devices or you know to you know domain join them and everything there's a lot of work just for that you don't see the point where you know with azure ad and the other products like microsoft endpoint manager that can be very you know simplified onboarding things like that um into the organization to make things more secure without lifting a finger really i guess in some scenarios Okay, so um, why why is um, Azure Active Directory part of this new Entra product family? So I think Ent- well, Entra is is going to be around the identity access management side of things. So Azure AD makes sense to bring it into that into the fold, I guess, um, and it will complement some of the. Uh, I guess it's kind of um, complement some of the other products that are going to come into that, where they've separated some of them. Um, but I think, like like we've been talking about just a minute ago, it's more around bringing it into, you know, the identity access management for Microsoft into its its own portal. So it's just bringing it out of Azure, so that they can potentially, you know, interface, you know, blade interface changes and uh, potentially um, bring other products and um, integrations better into that portal. So at the moment, is it exactly the same as? Azure Active Directory, are the blades just brought in? Is it a new interface? Um, how does it currently look? So some of the navigations changed on the left-hand side. So it's, there, it is a more simplified um, navigation on the left-hand side. So you've got your groups and things like that. It's, very, it's sort of similar to the Office 365 a little bit, but they've got a lot more. It's all around the security products, you know, identity governance, conditional access, MFA, things like that. Um, but at the moment, it is just bringing back the blades from Azure AD at the moment, whilst they go through that transition. So it's it's more of a reskin at the moment, whilst they you know change the change the the other main pages 
Um, yeah, so I just go through transition at the moment. So if I if I'm currently if I'm currently using Azure Active Directory, am I going to feel at home in Entra? Does it is it is it uh, uh, you know far away from what the current like uh, navigation structure is, or or do you think it's going to be relatively simple for me to uh, start using Entra? So the, the navigation I feel is um, it is better. Um, you don't have to go through. I felt with Azure AD, you had to go through a few layers to get some of the security products. You know, you had to go Azure Active Directory, security, then into the next bit, and then you know, then you find it the destination. Whilst you could search for some of it at the top, you know, um, but with this, you know, the key the key elements are already down the side, so you don't have to dive in too far um, to get to where you need to. Okay, so you you think more of a logical restructuring more than a you know a rapid you know a, a, an extreme change of of what's there before. Yeah, yeah, definitely, it's definitely more of a navigational side of things rather than you know a, a massive change. Um, I definitely feel I'll start using it more now to use Azure AD rather than going to the the, the Azure portal. Okay. That's that's a great endorsement for it. So I suppose that's <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, I the the reason why I ask that question is, you know, um, whenever there is anything new, I think it's right for us to investigate it with. I call it investigate it with caution, right? We're we're looking for, you know, the the value that it's going to drive to us, right? You know, we're we're trying to understand what its pitfalls are and 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 how we might adopt it, right? And also how when we're talking to a a non-technical stakeholder of why we should potentially spend time, energy, and focus, you know, on these new products, even though Azure Active Directory isn't a new product, but it, it is in this, you know, in, in this product family, right? Um, in the way it's being presented. Um, so, so to know that they've taken a, not a giant leap, but maybe a smaller step into moving people, you know, uh, into Entra instead of just saying, here's a completely reworked user interface and here's a completely different way for you to manage act, you know, as your active directory. I think that's a, that sounds like a real, uh, a bonus to me. Can you just give us a really high level, um, uh, just a quick primer on what as your active directory actually is and, and what it's, what the, the high level elements of it are so we can understand people that aren't using it at the moment, they can understand what is included. In that area. Yeah, sure. So, Azure Directory is uh, a cloud identity that Microsoft provide. So this is providing a username and password to sign into you know, into a service. So it is mainly, or its sort of first party products are Azure. So using Office, uh, so using um, Azure Active Directory allows you to access the Azure uh, infrastructure platform. Um, but as well, it is the identity for the Office three six five suite that Microsoft provide. Um, so that's where it sort of originated, and now it moves on to um, being able to single sign you into other SaaS applications. So this could be other cloud environments. This could be um, productivity tools. Um, this could be your. Um, it, it, this could be. I mean, if we sort of name surprise, it could be like the Salesforces. It could be the the Box.com, the Dropboxes. Um, it could be you know that. Um, CRM solution that you have. Um, so it's able to bring all those in um, and not 
require the user to have a password. They just use that single identity, log into it, and then they can be pushed into those applications without using a password. So yeah, it reduces the management of that. Um, some of the other products, part of it is the um, security pieces. So this is conditional access. So determining how or where a user can log into. So this is you know, what device they're on, their location, are they in the office? Do they need to do MFA? Do we control their session so that we can track what the user's doing on a web application? Um, and then you've got the piece around um, identity governance. So this is sort of going around the access review. So this is checking people's permissions. Do they still need access to that application? Do they need access to that SharePoint site? And, and being able for the user to um, request access to an application and have it for 30 days, et cetera. So that's sort of the, the, the really high level views of it. There's lots it does. Um, there's lots you could do. I know. I know. It's, it's a... <laughs> we could probably have about 10 episodes on <laughs> Azure Attribute. That was a, quite a uh, mean question yeah. <laughs> for me to ask, but I think it's, I think it's good to understand the, of what the functionality Entra has day one, right? Like as in, you know, it's, it's, it's bringing in functionality that they've had uh, yeah. for a long time, right? So um, it's, it's not all new. It's, you know, some of it is um, a reorganization and a reworking of, of what's currently there. Okay, cool. Um, let's talk about permissions management. Um, and, and there's a new area uh, that's been introduced with um, Entra, uh, which looks pretty exciting. Yeah, so permissions management. So this is looking at uh, cloud infra infrastructure and <clears throat> it's and the permissions within those environments. So this is talking Azure, uh, Google Cloud Platform, GCP, and Amazon Web Services, AWS. So this is looking at what permissions users have in those environments um, and what they actually use in those environments. So there's a big difference there where you may give a user, uh, we're, we're talking sort of the Azure side of things, so contributor access, and actually all they do is look after storage counts. Um, so, which is the equivalent of an S3 bucket in AWS, and that's um, you, you know, that is what probably only 10, 15 percent of the permissions they need. But without asking them that they need it, or trolling through logs to see what they do over 60, 90 days, whatever it might be, um, it's very difficult to identify what users actually need. So traditionally. I'd assume that you'd go into an organization, right? When they would want to do a review of, say, their groups and permissions and, you know, whatever the scope is, right? Let's say we're talking about storage accounts because they are pretty dangerous, right? So a customer comes to you and says, I would like you to look at the permissions of our storage accounts and try to identify who really needs different levels of, you know, uh, permissions um, to those storage accounts. And um, because I'm the non-technical stakeholder here, um, office, office politics comes in and everybody that you talk to says, no, I need owner, I need contributor, I access them all the time, X, Y, and Z. So and that's a really pessimistic, you know, I'm, I'm sure not everybody in your organization is going to be like that. Um, but what we can do is we can actually objectively now get context around what people are actually using. 
right? So we can say the last time Alan Armstrong, you know, um, wrote a blob to a container was three years ago. You know, uh, that's an extreme example. But what you're saying is you're also giving me context. You're not just telling me what access Alan has. You're also telling me the access that Alan is actually using. In, in yeah, absolutely. And <clears throat> it's able to sort of, once it's hooked up, um, so you have to, in effect, enroll the, the, the environments into the Entra um, permissions management. And it will, in effect, within 24 hours, will troll all the logs and see what the permissions are in Azure or GCP or AWS and then give you, in effect, a, a view of actually your score um, on how sort of risk, how much risk there is against the organization about how much users are using from their permissions and how much you know over over permissioning is i guess that's the actual answer isn't it it's the over, over permissioning and in effect you can break it down it will say this you know how does this user have get this role and you can see that it's done via a group or it's done yeah you know, they're directly assigned to that resource group or subscription or management group um so yeah you can definitely dive into um that data and see where, um, where, 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 you know, people are over permissions. And I think it is most of the time you'll find that everyone is whether, you know, you do cut it down, even with, you know, the storage count contributor, they probably don't need even that much. So, um, if it feels like to me that it doesn't really matter for, because there are, even in a small organization, there are so many different, products being used services you know SaaS applications you know x y and z being used that even over permissioning is probably and i'm not sure that's the correct term for this but i assume i'm just going to keep using it right but over permissioning is even an un a, pro a problem that can become uncontrollable relatively quickly because of the um you know it's it's a user with potentially hundreds of permissions and going through and also if that user isn't a technical user which most of them aren't actually understanding that they you know know the differences between all of the different levels to try and work out which one would be most appropriate right is is kind of that seems like a really uh, complicated task to go through you know whereas this comes at it from completely the other side doesn't it so it, it feels massively powerful to me it's, it seems very exciting yeah so i think the the statistics from microsoft and from so the product was called cloud Knox, um, and microsoft acquired it so that's the, the technology that's been brought in um it's so this is quickly quickly to talk about this um it's yep. um currently in public preview um soon to go generally available ga um so it's you know it's almost ready for everyone to well everyone can test it out now um it's currently not in the eu but that's now that as soon as it goes ga it will be available in the in the eu um but yeah so that's where it so that that was an well that was an existing product they acquired yes. Um, does that existing product cover other cloud platforms as well? Is it just Azure that it's it's focused nope. on? No, so it does do 
Google Cloud Platform and Amazon Web Services, AWS, um, does cover those. So the three the three main clouds, I guess, is, is what we could say. Um, potentially for others, but I don't know that or anything you know around that yet. Um, but the the statistics from CloudNox slash Microsoft around this is that normally there's only five uh, users only use five percent of their permissions. That's their statement, which is wow. scary. Yeah, definitely. So, so yes, because I because I because I suppose when you're setting up a permission structure, a group, stru- you know, however you're doing that. It's always far easier to bump them one extra level, isn't it? Or whatever needs uh, needs to happen. So, like um, my my example of this is is when you give people reader in Azure and then they can't see certain blades because even though they just want to read them read only, they need certain like quirky permissions. Yeah. You know, do you know you you get into that when you start to really lock it down? It's like I can't access something like it'll be something around billing or, or whatever it is because you need a, a specific extra you know uh, uh, a permission right so at that point it's it might it could be tempting to go screw it, i'll just make them contributor and then they'll just see like everything if that makes sense or you know like I, I can just i see that as like you know it's a it's a bit of a crime but i can understand why that happens right to 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 pro- to, to produce the correct groups and roles that you need for your organization is a, is a lot of work isn't it yeah you know? and um, and you may do may some of that may be temporary that you go oh, i'll give you a contributor for a minute but then it's forgotten about in some organizations not l but in some it's just a we'll do it now and we'll sort it out in a week's time and it gets just gets left or users move you know users move roles and keep their permissions so it's kind of goes back to the gml process and things like that but yeah, so I suppose in that scenario, if you've been if you've got somebody that's been with the business for multiple years and they've moved between say departments as they've you know they've grown, um, you know they could Collect, yeah. amass a horde of permissions. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and and it might not nec- you know it might be that like you say their JML process hasn't been effective enough at cleaning up those permissions as they've gone. Um, whereas this tool can then come in and go, no. Alan is now a super, super, super user. It's got more permissions than anybody else. Um, you know, maybe we should, you know, uh, remove them. I also, I suppose, um, upper management, we can sometimes have issues there where they they require, they they think they need higher level permissions than they actually need. Um, so this is a great way to demonstrate, you know, you're not telling them, this tool is telling you that you don't need these permissions, right? So um, it can break down those, those barriers. Yeah, well. and... There is also remediation, which we've not even sort of talked about yet. We just talked about really discovery, you know, seeing what the problem is or or not the problem. You know, it could be that it's really good, you know. Um, but with remediation, you can, in effect, build custom roles to meet the users or users' um, lower you know, privileged access. So what it does, it, depending on which cloud it is as well, um, all three are supported. Um, but it will give you a template of the role. So for Azure, it will give you the JSON file. Or if it's got permission, it will go and create it for you. So That sounds <laughs> very convenient to me. To be yes, exactly. Because so, there's, there's one thing telling you all the problems that you have, and then it's like the next step is, well, how are you going to fix my problems? And, you know, um, what's it? it's called permissions management. Yes. Yeah, is that what it's called? Permissions management? Um, 
I want to keep calling it cloud knocks, <laughs> but it's, it's not called that anymore. It's called uh, permissions management. So permissions management is going to discover any potential issues. Um, and then it's also going to offer up remediation for you as well to start to give people the correct um, levels of permission that they need, right? And and it's going to advise you of that. I suppose you could just take that information and do it yep. manually if you so desire, if you want that level of control. Um, but I assume it can do some of the hard work uh, for you. Yeah, like, I mean, you know, even so. even just taking the the templates that it generates for you so you can put it in yourself into the clouds if you don't want to give it permission to is is key because you know you may have to put that through change management etc to get it signed off kind of thing i mean if you know but um yeah if you have change well, management, if you've got change management but also exactly. yeah if yeah. the people you're, you're telling that you're going to get less permissions in the change management <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yeah. Um, yeah exactly right well i i think that we could talk about permissions Cloud not yeah. permissions management, enter permissions management. I think we should do a whole episode on it. I think um, once we've yes. had more time, because it is in preview at the moment, and once we've had more time to play with it, I think we should definitely roll a whole session just on that, um, talking about what we found from that. Um, but there is another element to Entra, the Entra product family, um, that we haven't discussed yet. Um, and that's the, the last little bit that we're going to go through. Yeah, so it's verified identities or I- identity. So... This is, I've not really dived into this too much because um, I'm more, I'm less identity side of things, more the cloud security and the, the Microsoft Defender products and things like that. And Azure AD, but not really looking at the the centralized or decentralized identity side of things. Um, we've we've got someone um, that loves this sort of stuff um, at the organization that we work at. But um, yeah, so I think this is, um, more around um, yeah, individuals having their own identity verified and then being able to use it for work, for, for personal. Um, I guess it's kind of helped to onboard people quicker into the organization because you can verify who they are um, from that perspective. But yeah, unfortunately, I can't really dive in too much about it. So is Go on. It, no, but is, is this, is this um, kind of saying that what we're going to do is we're going to somebody's got a digital identity so you are alan.armstrong at whatever whatever right like x x y z right so you've got your digital identity but we're also going through a, a like a verif- we can go through a verification process to attach a verifiable identity to you and that can then be like you say transferred between you know your work and your personal um because I, I i can't remember what we used to have we used to have um we have like um gpg and key manage key base and things like that where you would create your own sort of like true representation of your like your digital self and then you would link that to other identity systems yeah i, so, I guess the uh, idea yeah. from a and uh, this is sort of my view of what i think it is so don't quote me on any of this too much um <laughs> But I think the idea is that you know, you build that identity and then you can join an organization with that identity and that could be your you know, not necessarily your username and password into the systems and yeah, you know, you'll get the, the corporate email address and things like that based on you know, your, your your not to say your username, but um in the information that's provided by that that verify identity. Um but then if you decide to move on to another organization, you just get disconnected and you just move your 
identity of all your you know security and everything over to the next one. So I think it's just saving having to create you know the accounts for for users and things like that in the in you know from a Azure AD perspective and how to manage it. So what we're saying here is that a person has a digital identity, right? And this is where the decentralized nature of it comes from, where we just assign an identity to a person and then they can then use that however they see fit. They might use it for their personal email. They might use it for their government login. Um, they also might um, use it for their work login, yeah. right? And the And the idea is that instead of having an authenticator app full of like a hundred <laughs> different, uh, you know, different um, identities that you have, because we all have many different identities, right? You know, we're, you know, um, modern day uh, identity access management within the organization is helping the organization to reduce its identity footprint, mm-hmm. right? You know, the amount of identities that are in the organization, like du- I'll call them duplicate identities, right? Um, but this is on a per person um uh, you, you know um a per person um scenario right so you're you're then saying i don't need i don't need five different or 10 or 20 different identities i just need my own and i'm going to choose who i share that with um but in a secure and controlled way right um this yeah is, this yeah is i guess it's 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 the user um managing their 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 digital identity isn't it at that point and then just passing it to be verified to the organization they work for or to the the app the SaaS application they want to view to verify that it is them you know this could potentially be used for you know verifying who you are when you go to the bank that sort of stuff i guess um so yeah yeah exactly but like you said not really an area that we have seen in the wild or we have covered in any sort of you know production setting or anything like that so that's why we're a bit at the moment because I, I believe this area is relatively new for azure ad anyway, yeah i think because this was an existing product that's been rebranded again yeah i don't know if it was a previous product or not but it's been uh around for six to eight six to twelve months in preview um i do know that um it, the plan is for early August this year, 2022, for it to go um, generally available. So I think they've been working on it for some time to get it right. Yeah, and what, what we do see in this space of security, identity access management, is um, a lot of uh, companies are reluctant to take on new technology until it has gone generally available, right? So we it, it's this it, we're in this sort of, you know, balance period, right? Where you can't really advise a client to take on a public preview at this stage, maybe to um, identify the solution and and start to work to it. But until we see it generally available, that's when we really get the, you know, the boots on the ground, you know, work on it um, going forward, right? Uh, Maybe what we should do is once this is gone GA, we should have another session on it and, um, and bring somebody in onto the, onto the recording that actually does this day to day, right? I'm sure we could find somebody. Um, yeah, that could definitely help us definitely know someone. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah. Okay. Um, so, um, is there anything else in, uh, in Microsoft Entra that we haven't covered or any other nuggets of product knowledge? Um, we're going to go through 
availability pricing and bits like that like you know the ancillary bits but is there any parts of the core product that you think that we've missed and that people should be aware of uh it's probably that's that's the only three sort of areas at the moment that we've talked about um there's more to talk about in permissions management and there's loads to talk about in azure ad that we haven't recovered from a from a technology or product perspective but yeah i think there's some bits around there but again i think we should take that for one of our episodes i think okay great so um we've talked about availability so it's currently entries in public preview i assume at the moment what's the current state of it and when do we think it's all gonna go yes it's public preview and it should be the beginning of july so should be anytime soon now is what's predicted so um i think it went it went from private preview to public preview i think the beginning of june so it's been in public preview for a month um and i think they're they're going ga with it pretty soon so and you think that's because they've got um current products that are maybe being rebranded and reworked slightly instead of it being a full you know huge new product and you know it's you're bringing like three separate products together in one interface essentially yeah i mean enter as the portal i guess it's you could say it's live in effect enter the the portal itself um enter.microsoft.com because we haven't really mentioned where you can get to it um <laughs> no we haven't actually. um yeah. yes that'd be helpful would. wouldn't it <laughs> um but yeah the other products are kind of like azure id and verified identity are already there they're just in fact remapping to um sort of new navigation but in effect the same product um there but uh microsoft permission uh permissions management is in effect um just the integration with azure ad for identity into that product for now um and then being able to access you know it via via your your azure ad credential i think has been the main sort of push at the moment to bring it into into the microsoft world for now and then you know new enhancements and that will come as they uh as they get it, you know, as it starts becoming part of our day-to-day lives. Yeah. And as, as we see, as adoption grows, that's when the feedback starts to come in, right? The user voices get, you know, thrown into the air and we, and we get that, we get that cadence of up, you know, cycles and, and the fresh releases. So, so yeah, um, it, it's an exciting time for intro. Uh, do we have any word on pricing? Which is it going to cost? Like all this, um, I suppose we've got existing pricing for well, some bits are still in public preview, so there's no pricing. How's how's it going to work? Do we know uh, what's going to happen going forward? So um, Azure AD, as 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 it was before, yeah, there's a free tier. There's premium P1 and P2 um, with various different tiers of functionality, mainly around the security side of things. Um, uh, verified identity, I don't, I'm not sure about. Um, and permissions management. I don't think they've released anything yet um, around how it's going to be um, licensed. I know that there's a 90-day trial as part of the public preview, and when it goes GA, they're going to do a 90-day um, trial of it, so you can get you know get into it and and take a look, uh, which probably to give them a bit more, you know, potentially a bit more time just to agree that um, pricing strategy for it. Um, yeah, I'm not sure which way they're going to do it, whether it's going to be user-based or resource-based based on, you know, in, in the environments. I don't know at the moment. Okay. So um, 
because um, permissions management, I'll call it, <laughs> not CloudNox, um, it's looking from more of a, a resource perspective and it's looking at configuration more than anything. I suppose it's quite low risk to try on your infrastructure, right? Because it's, unless you do those remediations, it is just reading what yeah. is there, right? Looking at logs and looking at configuration, yeah. So, so, so you could potentially run a discovery using the tool and then decide whether you think it's worth doing automatic, well, semi-autonomous or automatic remediation or actually attacking it manually and, and work on the new structure. Yeah, I mean, there are other parts to it that we have not talked about yet. <laughs> so there's other benefits to, to okay. getting it kind of thing that we've seen. So, okay. yeah. Okay, cool. That seems great. Um, and can we can we just talk about not Microsoft for the moment? Maybe what what else is out there in this space? What is the the collection of all these tools? What what is the what is the name of these tools? If I was if I was googling and I wanted to try and find Entra, what would I be looking for? And you know, is is there a collection of tools that's very similar to this anywhere out there in the world? Uh, so I'm not too sure about a collection of all these tools together. Um, there's definitely like for like for some of the products. So there's various identity providers for um, that can, you know, is it will not say well, do the same features, have some of the similar features to Azure AD um, and potentially verify identity. Again, I can't comment on that because I don't, I've not been in that space for long. Um, and for, for permissions management, I guess there potentially are some other um, CIEMs, so um, cloud infrastructure entitlement management tools. I've not taken a look, but I guess there are some out there because CloudNox would have been competing at that point with others um, at the time. So yeah, that's why Microsoft you know, acquired it to bring it into the into the fold. So yeah, not off the top of my head, I can't think of any, but. It's a new, it's a new way of looking at things for for myself. So I've not sort of looked for the other CIEM products, I guess. Yeah, because I suppose we're quite aligned to our specific platform, right? So, so what we're what we we tend not to do is to bring in extra SaaS applications and uh, you know to 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 bridge gaps in functionality if if that makes sense because then you can have a big like web of different products and licensing and all of that sort of stuff right so to have a, a singular bucket for all, it all to sit under i suppose is is a benefit to people that are in this space you know and um are currently utilizing um you know microsoft technology yeah okay okay um so give me just a really quick high level over, like overview again let's just recap where where we've gone through um so entra let me read it back okay. to you right let me you i'm gonna you know uh say it to you again and then we'll see how close i got so entra is a is a collection of tools for identity and access management taking the existing azure ad um but reworking maybe the user experience and the navigation of it to make it more logical as those as that product has grown over yep. time it's maybe become a bit 
unwieldy so maybe they've just readjusted it and it makes more a bit more sense now um no criticism but maybe like yeah i i know what the, <laughs> the process of building software is like um and then we've got permissions management which is looking at entitlement management and over permissioning you know uh, whether people have got the correct permissions um and being able to identify people that need their permissions uh, reduced and also could help us remediate those and then we've also got um, verified identities, which is um, really high level because neither me or you are in this space is assigning a digital identity to a specific person and then having um, interoperability with other um, software systems and cloud providers and you know uh, systems where you can share your singular identity for you as a person um, across many different um applications and platforms yeah sounds sounds yeah sounds about right yeah (laughs) well obviously obviously i came into this with a little bit more knowledge than just a non completely not technical stakeholder but i think that is you know um i think it's just the start of entry isn't it right like as in it's 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 a new it's a new product family um inside of the microsoft world and i can i personally just see it growing from here uh what do you think what do you think the next steps are for it. Yeah, I think they're going to um, bring in some of the other potential products, or you know, maybe there's some new acquisitions that are coming to help with the the identity access management across the the environment. I think that's what why it's sort of partially been done, as well as you know, bringing the identity out from the other you know Azure in effect to make it its own you know product set sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. Okay, cool. Well, um, let's leave it there then for this episode. We're at 45 minutes, so not too bad this time. But um, everybody, if you're still with us, thank you ever so much for listening. Um, I hope, well, we hope that this has been informative for you, uh, that you can just listen to this without having to go through, you know, droves of documentation to try and work out uh, the high level stuff. Um, So yeah, um, we'll speak to you next time. But um, bye from me. Yep. Thanks for listening. Um, Speak to well, listen. Well, yeah, speak to you soon, I guess. See you later. <laughs> yeah. See you in the next one, guys. Bye. Thanks.